0: Hello and welcome to the Cricket and the King podcast, the podcast where Jesus is the answer to everything, and we are constantly expanding on that point. I'm your host Ben, and today we're going to be talking about the simplicity of the gospel. My wife and I have been talking about this topic for quite some time now. And and just just mulling over how we as Christians sometimes try to complicate things. Um, by reading into, reading our own experience and expectations uh, into the word, and and into our relationship with God, I think one of the greatest things about the gospel is how dead simple it is. And I think it's frustrating to hear for a lot of people that the gospel is very simple, because walking it out is difficult. Not in the sense that the tasks themselves are difficult, um, but, but consistency and discipline within your relationship with Christ is difficult. Um, self-control can be difficult. Being disciplined in doing what God asks you to do and following through can be difficult. But but our relationship with God is actually very simple. And the Bible states how simple it is over and over. Uh, Paul says many times how he's not there to persuade people with fancy words and fine-sounding arguments, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power and with with Christ. He's just preaching Christ and and the cross and the new life that we can have through the life death and resurrection of jesus and it's so it's so simple and it sounds ridiculous how easy it is you know I, i i just say that my life is christ and i have a revelation of who he is i submit my life to him and then i get to enter into a relationship with almighty god like the god of the universe and have a have a relationship with him where he guides me And we learn through his word and he, um, you know, he blesses us and we are, we are able to fight the, uh, what do you call it? I don't know how to phrase it, but the enemy, I guess (laughs) we're able to, to fight the devil and the forces we were once super vulnerable to. We have tools uh, to fight against and, and we have the power to go out and be, God conduits of God's love on the earth and that just but that sounds way too simple and I think we like to complicate it I have nothing against uh, learning and understanding things but I think when a lot of people go on a pursuit of knowledge in the gospel they want to know there there can be two ways that it can happen um, that I kind of just want to address and I know I've done pretty well both of these things in my own life uh and and i don't think (laughs) i don't think you know it didn't work out either time obviously for me so the first way is that you go in looking for a, a way to justify yourself and look for a way to excuse how you're living so a lot of people when they come to jesus they're like oh yeah this is too good to be true but there's there's no willingness to give up anything. And and the whole point is that we die to ourselves. That's part of what baptism is. You go under the water, you die, and you come back and choose to pick up your cross and follow Jesus. You're you're, you know, it's no longer I but Christ who lives in me. That's that's what you're choosing to do. So the gospel is very simple and great and it has a lot of a lot of uh, people just absolutely ecstatic but then but then you hear that news and there's parts of your life that you don't want to give up so you you turn to intellectualism i'm 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 painting with a broad brush by intellectualism i mean pseudo intellectualism i don't mean using your god-given thinking abilities to move down a logic ladder and find the reasonable sequence of events or what have you. I'm talking about people trying to bend the truth, um, trying to create relative truths and and find a way to excuse their behavior and how they are and how they choose to act. Uh, and and not only that, but convince others of their correctness in how they're thinking and acting. Um, a, a good example of this that I can think of that I've come across recently is, uh, there was a group of young people that had decided that, um, sex before marriage was fine as long as you were in, in a committed relationship. And that obviously isn't the Bible, but they had found verses and strung them together out of context that would suit their fancy and allow them to have this thing in their lives, uh, because they didn't want to change the way they were living. It was something they weren't willing to give up to have uh, this unbroken relationship with God. And and it sounds really good. Like, the argument sounds good, uh, you know, if you only read the few verses that they were uh, able to point out. And, and you can spin circles around... The, the Bible, if you're just going one verse at a time and jumping all over the place and taking things out of context, you can, you can make it, interpret it to say insane things if that's how you're doing. But this isn't a part of it. It, it says, uh, you know, keep the marriage bed undefiled. And um, Paul states that, you know, it's better to marry than to burn with passion, meaning lust. So, so if you're if you're um, not able to sexually restrain yourselves uh, or you haven't been given the spiritual gift of celibacy because it is a spiritual gift to be celibate like Paul says I wish all of you were as I am but everybody's given a different grace some this some that um, but anyway they, they had this they used their intellectual what what I'm saying in this very roundabout way is I'm saying that this intellectualism, this is a pseudo, this is a disguise that I feel a lot of people, especially young people, use to excuse their, um, their lifestyle, to give them a reason not to actually follow Jesus, but to have the covering like their ticket to heaven, their punch pass to heaven. And that is, that's evil. <laughs> I mean, that's just what it is. And the gospel is simpler than that, but it requires a great deal of sacrifice. So, so what I say by simpler, I, I mean you can read it at face value, and that's enough. Yes, there's many layers to scripture. Yes, it's amazing the intricacies that God's placed in his word, and the Jewish la- the, yeah, sorry, um, Hebrew and Greek, um, there's a lot of s- subtext kind of words where there's multiple meanings uh and i do i do understand and i respect people who go into language and linguistics and and are searching for for truth and and i think holy spirit has been very faithful in guarding his word god god guards his word i truly believe that because um you know <laughs> uh without faith it is impossible to come to god but i have faith that the word of god has been protected um, by the Holy Spirit uh, throughout the ages, and it's um, it's actually amazing. There's a lot of a lot of stuff where they go back to texts that are older than the ones they had before, and they find that it's actually super accurate, and that's very surprising because transcribing things from scribe to scribe typically you get indiscrepancies like a you know two thousand long year. Uh, Two thousand year long game of telephone, but but the Bible's maintained an, an incredible degree of accuracy, and the uh, the Jewish people were excellent at keeping records. So anyway, uh, I went off on another tangent there. But the but the Bible is is the word of God, and it's and although there's layers like an onion, layers of meaning. You can go at that top layer, that surface value, and if you walk in that, y- you're 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 walking in the gospel I think it's amazing that God in his grace and wisdom has given that to us because you know some people aren't um, super I don't want to say intellectual because I think everybody has grace to to have uh, wisdom it says in James that if anybody asks for wisdom uh, you know and believes and doesn't doubt that they'll receive it but but some people aren't uh, very. Arti- you know, articulate, or some people are just simple-minded in a way, not in an unkind way. Uh, I don't know how to say that without sounding unkind, but I hope you know my heart, and that isn't calling a bunch, like, everybody's not a bunch of idiots, but not everybody thinks the same way, and not everybody has the same capacity to learn. So, it's beautiful that at the surface layer of scripture, it's very, very simple and very easy to understand, and, and we don't need to really go Go deeper, um, in the sense of just basic living things, uh, if that makes sense. You know, you can spend your whole life just trying to understand the top layer of the gospel because it's mind blowing, but it's incredibly simple and it's made for everyone. Jesus's disciples were not uh, university students. They were trade folk. They were fishermen. You know, you had the same job as your dad, generations down. They were probably really good at fishing and knew all the tips and tricks and and you know cleaning nets and tying knots and and they probably had all their Boy Scout patches for fishing club or whatever. I don't know. I'm just kidding. But but yeah, they but they weren't they weren't uh, Pharisees or Sadducees. They weren't these men that were in the upper educational echelons of society. They were simple men. That God gave a simple gospel to, and through God's grace, and and uh, the power of the Spirit, they were given incredible insight and wisdom, and also power to work uh, in in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and that that is a testament to how simple it is on Earth today, and using using intellectualism as a way to justify how you are and who you are instead of allowing yourself to die to yourself and submitting your life to Jesus and accepting his grace I think that can be the hardest part for some people is accepting that Jesus really did pay it all and he does empower you to live righteously because it says that all over the word you know um if you read first john and you don't understand that God is is calling us higher and empowering us in righteousness as we walk with him and get to know him more it can be very condemning because you know the one the one that still still sins hasn't seen god and doesn't know god and people are like i make mistakes all the time and it's not it's not about bumping into your human weakness, but it's about understanding God's grace that as you get to know him better, you walk in greater and greater empowerment of his righteousness and he shows you how to live. And also, it, he, will, he will be involved in all aspects of life, b- calling you higher, bringing you into a better understanding of who he is. And, and through that, you'll be able to give that love to other people and, and live. I truly believe that because Jesus restored it all, we, we're we obviously contending with the enemy in this life. Satan exists on this earth uh, and, and there are uh, evil spirits and there are demonic forces and whatnot. So we're dealing with that and we won't be dealing with that in heaven, but we are able to live in relationship with God the way that Adam was in the garden. Now obviously we're we're going from glory to glory and, and Paul says, you know, I haven't yet taken hold of these things, but I forget what's behind and strain toward what's ahead to to take hold of all of all that Christ paid for. And Christ really did pay for it all. He paid for this incredible, beautiful, intimate relationship with God the Father, um, to, to guide us in this life and prepare us for eternity because we are going to be in the new heaven and the new earth in eternity we're still going to be doing things we're still going to be partnering with god and worshiping him and and creating things and loving one another and and uh it you know we're made for eternity so we we are learning here we're learning how to live in heaven basically your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so what does that look like? You know, it looks like us being God's hands and feet in the earth to mold what heaven looks like here on the earth. And and like I said, it's not going to be heaven here um, because we are contending with the enemy and he's not yet dealt with and we can't, uh, you know, cast him out of the earth forever. It's going to be Jesus that comes in the final, uh, final day and... and seals the deal. <laughs> but but we, we are given authority over him. Uh, we've been given, it says, um, all authority has been given to me. Jesus says this, sorry, this is Jesus's words. I'm quoting the Bible right now. All authority has been given to me. Now you go and make disciples. So he he hands the authority over to us saying, you know, not that we're above Jesus, because it says again in the Bible, I, I love the word because it, it gives us such good parameters for our understanding. It says that, you know, no student becomes greater than their teacher or, or a slave becomes greater than their master, but it is enough to be like them. So in in this life, we are like Jesus, right? That's how we know we are in him. That's another verse. Wow, just scripture pouring out of me right now. But but the 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 thing is, you walk in who he is and it's simple you don't have you don't have to have a lot of education to have this relationship with him and you have eternity to grow in wisdom and understanding and god's grace covers over um many of our mistakes. You know not there's a verse that says God works all things for good. But I hope you realize in that verse it doesn't say all things are good. You know, all things are good and all things are God. And there you go. We just don't understand what God's goodness is. No, it says God works all things for good. So so somebody dying, that's not a victory in the gospel, right? Um we're we're actually there's a commandment in there for us to raise the dead. You know, those that die prematurely of, of an illness or, or something. We're, we're called to walk in faith for that. Um, obviously listening to the spirit and, and, and being, you know, full of grace season, all of our conversation full of grace season with salt, but it, it, it we're called to, to, to fight against that. I actually, I just totally lost my train of thought because I, um, yeah, I, I just got caught up in in that uh, that thought of of raising the dead, what a radical radical thing! I've I've never seen that yet. But w- walking in the Holy Spirit and and having having grace and understanding and walking in power and bringing bringing God's power and God's kingdom here on earth that that's the that's the modality by which we are to live our lives. Uh, Okay, so that was one side of intellectualism. I think I I think I went off on quite a few tangents, and I completely lost my train of thought many times. So it's going to sound a little random. I'm going to put it out there anyway, because there's a lot of scripture, so hopefully it <coughs> comes out being okay. Um, but the, the second form of intellectualism is, I think, a far more uh, innocent form Um, and I think usually it's not purely this for people. I think a little bit of column A, I'm going to call them column A and column B. I think they get combined a little bit, but people that err more on this side of intellectualism are usually in a safer place heart-wise, um, because they're not looking for an excuse so much as they're looking for answers and understanding in this life. Um, because not everything that happens, not everything that happens is, um, is good. Oh, you know what? I remember what I was talking about raising the dead. So somebody dying of an illness is not good, but God can work that for good. Say there's a lot of people they knew that didn't know Christ that get to hear the goodness of the gospel at their funeral. So that's something that worked out well, despite the fact that something bad happened, if that makes sense. Sorry. I know that's such a random thing, but at least I capped off that little finishing (laughs) a little finishing bit anyway but the second way that we can intellectualize the gospel and miss a lot of things is by is by trying to seek answers through our experiences in this life and this is a really tough one to talk about um and a lot of people i don't actually like to talk about my experiences uh, very much just because you know, everybody has a different experience and nobody's pain is greater than anybody else's. Um, In the sense that we all live in a broken world. I'm not saying, uh, you know, all forms of wickedness committed against others are equal or whatever. And that, you know, know, uh, a a child who's forced into sex slavery obviously has it much harder than a, a suburban kid whose parents throw money at, him and ignore him right but they're they're both being touched by evil in the sense that um fallen man has let them down and and it's very hard to understand why they're here and they don't have a lot in sense of purpose and destiny and and self-worth and value and anyway so in the gospel we all are transformed and we all die to ourselves and our background doesn't really matter what matters is christ and his life through us um but but going to the gospel in a way where you're trying you're searching for a way to understand god uh within your experiences and and searching for the why i think that's the other intellectual thing and and i actually i realize i'm stepping into a really shady territory <laughs> um for a lot of people Uh, And if you're uncomfortable with this, that's totally okay. If you have questions about this, I would love to receive emails and feedback on what you guys think. But I I think looking for the why is often uh, not only fruitless, but harmful. And it brings a lot of people down a, a very confused path. Because there's a lot of things that are our choice and we make choices and we have to live with those choices and are affected by those choices. God's grace can cover over many things, but often we are um, set with the consequences of our choices and the way we've chosen to live. But, but we're, uh, sometimes things happen because of other people's choices and those other people have choice, because without choice, they wouldn't be able to choose to love either, and that, that causes pain, but then sometimes God, God sovereignly steps in and protects things, and keeps us safe, and step, I can't even, honestly, I can't recall all of the times that God has saved my life in a miraculous way, you know, a lot of people would call it luck, or happenstance, or whatever, but... Uh, my life has been spared endlessly. And I just imagine my uh, God's got angels working overtime on keeping me alive for a lot of this things I've experienced, but, but he, you know, he steps in and then we're like, well, why did he step in there? And he didn't step in there. And why is this happening to me? And, and, and I just, (laughs) I don't think that helps. I think, I think it's much simpler than that. Instead of, instead of asking why and and looking behind, we're forgetting what's behind and straining toward what's ahead. We can't understand necessarily, but it it's we can trust the word and the word says that he is always good. So if we experience bad things and we're like, God, this is your fault. Well, no, that's wrong. It's not God's fault. It says he's always good. And the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. So if we've been stolen from, killed or destroyed in any way. It's the enemy. And and Jesus has come to give us life and life abundantly. So abundant life is from Christ and everything else is the enemy. And But our heads just spin trying to justify our experiences. Like I pray for a ton of people for healing and I don't see everyone healed, but I am in faith that God, if Jesus was there, everybody would get healed. That's that's where I stand. So I, I'm not going to try to understand why I also try to be in faith after I pray for them and don't see something happen immediately. Um, I, I've actually had things happen days later on many people that happens all the time, but, but I choose not to shift my place of faith. And I obviously get ridiculed a little bit because that's super stubborn and ox headed, but but it's also it's also just faith and its simplicity it says you know you must become like a child to enter into the kingdom of heaven that doesn't mean you must be incompetent and foolish like a child when it says be like a child what it's talking about is innocence that's that word you tie it's you come in with innocence forgetting your past experiences forgetting your past hurts and allowing the grace of God to show you the world as it should be through his eyes with his heart and and if we stray from that and start looking for why it puts us in a very precarious place because we can start blaming God for things he didn't do and he is he is in everything this is another this is another uh, I guess there's kind of three ways but but using using the search as an excuse not to engage the intellectual search for uh you know deeper meanings and blah 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 and all these hidden things to avoid the simple things you know to avoid having to love your neighbor when it's hard to avoid forgiving your enemies to forgive for to, to avoid praying for those who persecute you, trying to understand, well what does that mean, you know? And and not not everybody's doing that, but but that's uh I guess, you know what? I guess that is like the first thing. It is using using the intellectual pursuit of Christianity, uh or, or aca- academic Christianity, I guess, if you wanted to call it that. Using the academia to mask a certain unwillingness to change your own life and to take action in the simplicity of the gospel and allow more complicated things to be revealed to you as you grow in Christ. Because I know people that come from a church background and they know theology things inside and out, and it doesn't change the way they live. They live in selfishness and evil, and and but they could tell you all of the reasons, all of the uh, apologetics if you will of the justification for the in, uh, existence of god and the the evidence pointing towards the truth of christ you know they could talk in circles about that but there's no evidence of change in their lives and you'll know them by their fruit so their if their life is still not a marker of christ's love then you know that it's it's all fruitless it's just useless and that's not to say that we shouldn't try to understand things, but we shouldn't put understanding above knowing him and and allowing our experiences to limit who he is because we're looking for a justification. Yeah, I don't know if any of that made sense, but it, it's just been on my heart and I, I wanted to... To put something out there where there was kind of that thought process going on, um, and and again I went on these crazy tangents and lost my train of thought and picked it back up and quoted about a bajillion verses. You can find them; they're all in the Bible. <laughs> I I, I uh, just so you know, uh, if you read like ESV or something, I I read mostly the NIV. Um, just because I grew up with it, and so I'm very familiar with it, and it's kind of the way, the one I like to read the best, so whenever I quote something, it's, it's usually in the NIV version, or uh, in the, um, oh, what's the, there's another version that I did in school, um, uh, not ESV, uh, oh, it doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah, so if you want to look for the verses, they're all there in the Bible. They're in the NIV. I just, I don't memorize all of the, uh, places that they are in the Bible. But like I said, I don't want to just quote single verses and have them be out of context. Uh, I, I love scripture in the context of scripture and, uh, and I love, um, God, um, saying things as a whole and not taking bits and pieces so if you have any any questions comments concerns uh, crises um, feel free to email me at the cricket and the king at gmail.com and i I would be happy to hear from any listeners that have any responses or critiques even uh, or want to engage in dialogue i love that sort of thing so uh, feel free to email me and um, I'll be back on next time with something else that I've been thinking about, which I don't know what it is at this point, but anyway, be blessed. Uh, I pray that you would get to know God more and more and that there would be there would be uh, just joy that's unexplainable uh, in all areas of your life, uh, no matter what you're going through. Anyway, again, be blessed, and I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening.